Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1 with All Care Pharmacy. Discover a healthcare team that's always here for you at All Care Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy network. Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1. The former British Health Secretary Matt Hancock has disputed claims he failed to follow expert advice on COVID tests for people going into care homes at the start of the pandemic. WhatsApp messages leaked to the Daily Telegraph newspapers suggest Mr Hancock was told in April 2020 that there should be testing of all going into care homes. The messages were passed to the Telegraph by the journalist Isabel Oakshot who was given copies of those tests while helping Matt Hancock write his book, Pandemic Diaries. To take a closer look at this, I'm joined on the line by the political editor with the Financial Times, George Parker. Good morning, George. Morning. So the Telegraph has more than 100,000 WhatsApp messages sent between Matt Hancock, ministers and officials. And amongst those messages, there were the exchanges that allege, as Matt Hancock, as I was saying there, that Matt Hancock rejected this advice to give COVID tests to all residents who are going into English care homes. That's the big line from this today. But he rejects this. Yes, I mean, the way the government handled the early stages of the COVID pandemic, and in particular, whether they put a protective ring around care homes, which is the phrase used by Matt Hancock, is probably the most um, serious allegation being levelled against the government, that they let down people in those care homes and caused or helped contribute to many thousands of deaths in care homes. And that's why this uh, expose in the Daily Telegraph running to seven pages is so potentially explosive. Um, It's important to say, of course, that Matt Hancock is uh, calling these WhatsApp messages stolen and um, saying that they've been doctored to give a distorted impression of what was decided. But nevertheless, it's um, it's a damaging moment for Matt Hancock and for the government more generally. Well, I know he's, he's making those claims, but it is very interesting, the backstory around how these ended up in the paper, isn't it? Well, someone was just making the point on Twitter that WhatsApp messages are encrypted from end to end and are very secret. Unless you happen to hand over 100,000 of them to a journalist, in this case Isabel Oakeshott, um, who was helping Matt Hancock write a book called The Pandemic Diaries. And now Isabel Oakeshott's decided that it's in the public interest that all of those 100,000 messages that Matt Hancock gave her should be put into the public domain. So Matt Hancock is understandably furious. Um, Isabel Oakeshott saying she acted in the best interests of um, the public's understanding of the COVID pandemic. But certainly the story about how this came into the public domain is uh, it's causing a lot of interest at Westminster as well. Yeah. And she has written a long piece today, hasn't she, justifying why she's made this decision, but also promising that there's more to come. Yes, I mean, I'm sure that um, Matt Hancock will be embracing himself for more. It's interesting that, you know, more of this didn't come out in the book that uh, she helped Matt Hancock write, although, of course, Matt Hancock would have had a sort of um, a controlling hand on what actually appeared in print at the end of it. But, yeah, I mean, more allegations to come. And this is really a a pre-taste of um, what we're going to see playing out over here over the next year or so, because we're soon going to get the start of the public inquiry into COVID, which will rake over in extensive detail all of the mistakes the government made in the first months and weeks of the pandemic. Um, and of course, that will be taking place in an election year over here. So that's, that's a problem for the government. And at the heart of this really is the fact that the government failed to prepare for the pandemic. They could see it coming across from China. But by, by the time it hit the UK in March, they just didn't have the testing capacity, anywhere near the testing capacity to carry out tests 
of people going into care homes, for example. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why Matt Hancock says they didn't test people going to act into care homes. They just couldn't do it. But he had made a commitment, hadn't he, to do 100,000 community tests every day. And the implication from these messages is that he didn't want testing of people going into care homes to distract from that promise, from keeping that promise. Yeah, he thought it was a, an unnecessary distraction from this from this target of getting to 100,000 tests. But by the time the government actually got to the target of 100,000 tests a day, the pandemic was already in full swing. Um, the questions were being asked why they didn't build up the testing capacity way before the pandemic hit. And that's the, that's the problem. And that's why so many people in the first wave of COVID died in care homes, because they just didn't have the capacity to, to test people. So what more are we expecting uh, from this? Because doesn't Matt Hancock say that the journalist involved, Isabel Oakeshott, is in breach of a non-disclosure agreement? Well, he's, he's, not, he's, say, he's sort of threatening all sorts of things about the, to, at the Telegraph and Isabel Oakeshott, so you know, suggesting he's consulting lawyers and, and so forth. Um, I mean, that's certainly going to be an interesting subplot. And... Uh, you know, that this sort of legal, this legal battle and the claim that Isabel Oakeshott, who was very sceptical about COVID lockdowns in the first place, is giving a partial impression to the Daily Telegraph of the messages that were being exchanged. But I think, you know, there will be embarrassing um, episodes to come. I mean, there's, there's a lot of detail, as you can imagine, in 100,000 WhatsApp messages sent in the middle of a health emergency. One of the ones the Telegraph has here is that the health department organised a courier to go and pick up a COVID test well, the son of Jacob Rees-Mogg, who at the time was a cabinet minister. You know, it sounds like special treatment if you're family members of a cabinet minister. So all that sort of thing won't look particularly great. And you can imagine the Daily Telegraph, which, if you recall, was the paper that did the expenses scandal at Westminster all those years ago, over many, many months. I suspect they'll be milking this for all it's worth over the, the days to come. All right, well, we'll see what more emerges. George, thank you very much for talking to us this morning. George Parker, their political editor with the Financial Times. We were talking about uh, electricity prices a little earlier and the decision to reduce prices, energy prices for businesses and not for consumers. Electric Ireland have given us a statement saying that they increased SME electricity prices in January of this year by an average of 38% in the period since market conditions have allowed Electric Ireland to reverse this somewhat. From tomorrow, these customers will see an average business bill reduced by 10%. Uh, They mean from today, I think, because the, the 1st of March is when it starts. Electric Ireland has not increased its residential prices since the 1st of October and in December gave a €50 credit to residential customers. Electric Ireland is acutely aware of the impact of energy bills on families and businesses and will continue to keep its prices under constant review. Electric Ireland cannot choose profits from ESB's generation or networks business to offset electricity prices. Uh, Well, we wait and see when uh, customers, consumers, domestic consumers will get that little bit of a a rebate that the businesses are seeing 10% on electricity, 15% on gas for businesses only. Back after this break. Email todaycb at rte.ie.